Hi, everybody. Welcome to today's um, interview. I'm here with Manuela Albiani. Uh, Manuela is a manifestation and empowerment coach. Thanks so much for being here today. Hi. Hi, everybody. And thank you so much, Sarah, for making space for, for this interview. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so excited to dive in. I'd love for you to start. Just kind of tell us about your journey and how you got into the work that you do today. Yeah, sure. Uh, so my journey has been like a lifelong journey. Um, I today define myself as empowerment and manifestation coach. The truth is that I really had to empower myself throughout my life and learn then how to become, you know, a master manifester. But for sure, something that I really had to learn in my life was how to truly love myself mm-hmm. without like getting too critic about myself and without, you know, like putting myself down and truly believing in what my dreams were. If I want to go a little bit back, like I've always been this big dreamer. My, my dreams are always super big and I'm, I have this very artistic heart and, and I love life and I've always been like that. But there was a moment in my life that something broke. Mm-hmm. And this moment can be like connected to so many episodes, episodes in my life, but for sure, the fact that the family that I grew up in didn't give me the best environment, meaning that my parents loved me so much, but they had their own things to go through. They got separated when I was around 11. And from there, it was like <laughs> a shit show for me, meaning mm-hmm. that they were too busy, like, you know, like fighting between each other and like we were in courts all the time and lawyers and this is not an environment where a child wants to grow up with in. And so why I'm telling you all of this because now I can tell you that I can see myself and see all the things that happened in my life and reconnect them to that moment where I didn't feel safe in the environment where I was growing up in. And I didn't, I felt abandoned in some ways, you know? And growing up, what happened is that I started to feel very insecure about myself without even knowing. And I had to be strong because there was nobody there for me to like be strong for me and to take care of me. So I had to be the strong one. And this meant becoming always tough, always with a smile on, even when I didn't feel like smiling and like repressing all the emotions that I could possibly feel. But at the end of the day, what was happening is that I was completely feeling alone all the time. And I was never really feeling part of a group, even if I had amazing friends around me, I was always feeling left out or there's something was wrong with me. And I kept growing like this until, you know, I left the city where I grew up and I moved to Rome. I started acting and that was my dream. I wanted to become an actress. And so I did. I was super determined and I started to study and I was out there, you know, fighting for my dreams. But at the same time, there was the other part of me, the insecure part of me where I was like, never enough. And where I was like, what are you doing? Why you don't just, you know, find a normal job, go to university like everybody else. And there were these two voices inside me. So there were so many different things adding up and adding up and adding up. And I arrived to a point where I didn't recognize myself anymore. You know, at the beginning, I told you, wow, I was this like 
happy with life and I was this kid always dreaming and I didn't feel dreams anymore. I didn't feel excitement and, and everything that I tried to tell myself, wow, I want to try to do this and I want to try to do this. There was always a voice inside or outside me in the environment where I was that was like, no, you can't, you can't. There is this obstacle, this is too much, like be grounded, like don't dream too much. And that was tiring. <laughs> Because it was like, I was giving, telling to my heart, you cannot live the life that you want. You just have to shut down, like be unhappy and settle with that. And one day I was talking to a friend and I told her, you know what? I would just like to go to Bali and live a life on the beach, just doing yoga and surfing all day. I don't want to talk about anything. I don't want to talk with nobody. And she told me, Manu, why don't you go to Australia? You know, I didn't have money at the time. So even just going to Asia would be like so much. I'm Italian, you know, so it's a long trip. <laughs> and she was like, why don't you go to Australia? You can work there and it's close to Asia. So you can make some money and then go. I was like, yeah, that's interesting. But my dream was America, was USA. I wanted to go there. I was like, but it's not my dream. I don't want to do that. But long story short, what happened is that I went back home that night and I started to think about all the things that I could do. And I didn't see any choice for me to be happy in that moment with the environment that I was in, with all the choices that I kept taking. And I was like, if this is life, I don't want it. And that was a pivotal moment for me because I was like, I need to take care of myself. I need to find myself and then I can go and follow my dream and then I can achieve whatever I want, but I need to find myself and in this moment, I can. So long story short, I applied for the visa for <laughs> Australia. And I said, okay, if they give me the visa, it's a sign that I have to go. I applied. They gave me the visa straight away, like in one second. I was like, okay, this is fine. After less than a month, I left Australia. And my life changed. Like I changed so much because I was changing environment. And I started to like be more myself without like being really worried about judgment. I was always worried about what other people would think about me. And I was like, I'm free. Nobody knows me. I can be whoever I want. So I started to change in so many ways. But on the other side, I discovered that you can go on the other side of the world. But if you have some things within you that are needing to be healed, they will come with you wherever you go. So there I stopped and I'd be like, and I was like, okay, I'm loving my life here, but I want things to go differently. I don't want to keep repeating the same patterns even on the other side of the world. So I started to get into personal development and I started to work with a coach and those three months really changed me forever. And after these three months, there were other three months and then other coaches and then other you know, journeys and programs. And after those first three months, I decided that I had to share what I learned with the word because it's so simple when you learn how our mind works and how our body works that it's like why don't they teach us these things in school yes <laughs> so that's a little bit of my journey you know and and it was and it is it's still a journey I'm still growing and I'm still expanding because when you learn that there's no limit Mm -hmm. on what you can have and then you can expand more that you can have more 
because the more you have for me is not because I want more it's because the more I have and the more and the better I feel the more I can share and the more I can have an impact so it's still a journey because I'm keeping growing and I'm keeping evolving and I'm keeping sharing what I do <laughs> I love that so much yeah I think it's a profound realization when you come to this place where you're like I'm always gonna want more like it's it's our human nature to want to continue to grow and evolve. And I remember thinking like it, when I was younger, like if I have this, I'll never want anything again, you know, like this, I'll have made it. And then you get to that point and you're like, no, actually I do want more. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. And I, and realizing like, I'm always going to want the next thing. So I better get comfortable with the, the growth. And like with, um, one of my coaches, Melanie Ann Lair says like one foot in gratitude and one foot in desire, you know? So just like walking that path, but like, yeah, you're always going to want to grow and expand as a human being. And that's beautiful. Yeah. And that's beautiful. And also like, it's something that you said is so important. It doesn't mean that you're ungrateful for what you have. You yeah. can be so grateful and still want more. But at the same time, what I really want to say, there is a difference between wanting more because you're so in love with life and you feel this expansion or wanting more because you feel in scarcity and you feel that you don't have enough and you feel that you're not enough that is a different kind of wanting more you know and, and we have to be very totally distinguish between the two totally yeah I love that so much um this is the perfect segue into my first question for you you said in one of your posts when you stop putting limits on what's possible for you and start building a future based on what you want looking for ways around obstacles instead of locking yourself in that's the attitude that makes you go anywhere I love that so much could you tell us a little bit more about that yeah 100 percent. so with this what I mean is that of course growing up we have all these conditionings about what can be possible for us what can be possible like based on our parents our environments people around us what we see being possible for people around us and we start to create these beliefs about ourselves and about what we can do or not do yeah. uh, about the time that we need to do something or about like what is possible you know yeah. and for me was a big part of my journey to precondition my beliefs and start to truly believe that what I wanted was possible for me. Yeah. And this attitude means allow yourself to desire for more, like we were saying before, you know, to desire and to be led by this desire. Because so many times we create lives around what we don't want, about what we want to escape from, about our fears and insecurities and we settle for less than we would really like and then we started to suffer for, from anxiety and then we don't feel satisfied and then we look for satisfaction or love or connection in ways that are dysfunctional for us and and that's what that was true for me I had a very dysfunctional um, um, relationship with my body and with food and I truly had to learn that when I would allow myself to feel my emotions and to allow myself to desire for more and to really take actions on that, not just desire, because sometimes we tell ourselves we want something and then we have all those beliefs that we were talking about before telling us, no, you can't, 
or no, there is these obstacles or, oh no, there is this problem. And then I would like shut down and start to like get stressed and get tired and distract myself with food or, or with Netflix or whatever distraction, you know, we have. Instead, start to change the leads, start to focus on what is the solution. Yeah. If there is a problem, look for the solution. Don't focus on the problem, <laughs> you know? And of course, our brain is designed to protect us. So we'll show us all the problems that we can find. But it's our duty and responsibility to teach our brain to be like, hey, it's okay. There is this obstacle, but look what we can get on the other side. We can do it. Like we are strong, we are capable. And even if we don't have the resources, we can find them, you know? And this is something that I love about talking about confidence. For me, confidence doesn't mean that you think you're the best and that you think that you know everything. For me, confidence means being able to have that trust in yourself that even when you don't know something or even if an obstacle shows up, you have trust in yourself that you can overcome that obstacle and find a way through it. Yeah. So, awesome. I love yeah. that so much. I love the distinction between like trying to prevent what we don't want or trying to get away from what we don't want versus like going towards what we do want. Mm. I think that's huge. Yeah, it is huge. And I had to learn this because we are always, we always tend to like run away from the danger, run away from what is scary. And sometimes, you know, this also can bring us to good results. You know, we can have like a comfortable life, but there always is the little voice inside us. There is like, oh, the problem is gonna catch up with us. Or, oh, someone is gonna discover that we are not enough. Or all these voices inside us. When it's like, wait, what do I want? Can I create a life around this with my imperfections and with my fears as well? You know, it doesn't mean that we don't have fears. We have them. But we just focus on the solutions. We just focus on creating more of what we want. And then there, everything changes. I, I love that so much. <laughs> um, you talked in a post about how happiness is our responsibility, regardless of circumstances, which is so true and I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit more about that yeah definitely um with that I mean that sometimes we think that happiness or joy or satisfaction is not available for us due to what happened to us in the past or due to our circumstances right now that maybe we don't have some resources or we are not very in a very lucky moment let's say but the truth is that you can always find a way to shift things and to take what you have and make something good from it. You know, showing that grateful, gratefulness and gratitude for what you have right now, even if it's not much, and change things around. When I say happiness is your own responsibility, it doesn't mean that what happened to you in the past or what is happening to you right now, if it's painful, doesn't have to be painful. It is painful. But you can make sure that these things are happening for you and not to you. This is a phrase that we can, you know, in the personal development industry, we hear a lot, you know, life is happening for you, it's not happening to you. 
but I think that it's your responsibility to make life happen for you and not to you because it's so easy to become victim of our circumstances and to like just give up and just let everything around us just decide for our life but there is that moment where you decide hey this is not what I want and I want to show love for myself and for the circumstances that I'm living in and to change and to shift how I feel and to create something from what I have. If I focus on what I'm not having, I will never get more. What do I have right now? And what can I create from this, you know? Yeah. Um, if I want to make an example in my personal life, for sure, you know, for so long, I thought that I was unlucky for the circumstances that I grew up in. in. But then I started to see, hey, the relationship with my family, the relationship with my father, like feeling abandoned, feeling not really part of this family and not feeling like feeling always left out allowed me to define my idea of love, to understand what I don't want in my family and what do I want to fight for in a relationship and allow me to like be more vulnerable with myself and allow myself to be like, if they are not able to love the way I do, it doesn't mean that it's not possible for me, you know? And today I fight every day to become the person that I want to become also to don't become what I don't want to become, you know what I mean? Uh, I feel like something that I think about sometimes is how many people, maybe with the same set of circumstances, very bad circumstances, one person uses that as their excuse for why their life doesn't turn out. And then another person uses that as fuel for creating greatness. And it's like, it's really up to us. And you're right. It doesn't diminish the bad stuff that happened or the terrible choices we had, um, the lack of resources, the lack of love, whatever it was, but it's up to us now. What do we do with it? Exactly, exactly. And you can be the victim of the circumstance or you can be the one that rose from that circumstance and yeah. became the person that you want to become thanks to that circumstance, you know? So yeah. I love that so much. Um, you talk about walking with fear and how when there's a desire and the will to achieve it at all costs, you will always find a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so much. <laughs> <laughs> How do you walk with fear? Like, what's an example from your own life of just feeling afraid and doing it anyway? Yeah, um, there are so many examples that I could give. Um, Especially at the beginning of my journey, I was so afraid of everything. I was so insecure. And big part of my work with my first coach was to just do things with fear. You know, fears are going to be there, but you can do it anyway. You can prove to yourself that you can do it. And as we were saying before, if a obstacle shows up and if a problem comes up, you're able to handle it, you know? So at the very beginning, an example of walking with fear was showing up on social media, sharing my message. At the very, very, very beginning, I was just teaching yoga. You know, my very first step was to teach yoga. I was already a teacher when I got to Australia, but in the first year in Australia, I never gave a yoga class because I was so insecure about my English. And I was like, 
why people should come to me. Like I have an accent and I'm not perfect. And there are so many yoga teachers. So one very simple thing that I did was organize a class and do it. And even if you're trembling and even if you're like your voice break, do it anyway, because it's doing that thing that scares you that will allow you to become at peace with doing it. And it's the practice that allow you to overcome it. Another big thing for me was like talking to guys that I liked. I was like, <laughs> I was like a kid every time that I had to talk to someone that I liked. It's like, it's crazy, you know? And, and just start to have hard conversations or to start to express my emotions, my truth was something that I could not do at the beginning. And I just started to do it. And at the beginning it was fringe and it was like uncomfortable. And I was like, what am I doing? Why am I doing this to myself? But it's just start to do it, you know? And of course, I also want to say there are some things where we just say that we want to do it and we do it with fears and it's easy. There are some other things that can bring more insecurities from within, you know? And that requires some healing within and regulating our nervous system before we get into that, doing that with fear. It doesn't mean that we need to wait for the fear to disappear, but it means that if the fear is strong and our body can move, maybe it's worth, okay, let's dive deep. Let's see where, where are these fears coming from. Let's do some somatic work let me process these fears and these insecurities within my body so that I can let them go. And then I can go and do the things that is scary. I love that. I think that's important to note that like, we want to be just outside our comfort zone. Like we don't want to be like way over here. Like this is our comfort zone. We want to be like baby steps, you know, like do something that's uncomfortable until you're comfortable with that. And then it, it grows and expands, but you're right. You don't want to completely override your nervous system for the sake of doing it with like with fear <laughs> yeah yeah exactly also because it can be you know you can get the opposite result of what you want yeah. because if your nervous system doesn't feel safe it's yeah. gonna sabotage you and it's gonna make you feel so bad you know so you want yeah. to be a friend with your nervous system and be like hey let's regulate let's feel safe in doing this and yeah. let's do it you know and and when you learn to do this it becomes magical because you really understand that you can expand everywhere you want to expand in every area of your life. Yeah. Yeah. I love that so much. Um, you were talking about bringing our vision into the present and creating the emotions we desire now, rather than waiting for the future. How do you personally practice this and what techniques or strategies would you recommend for someone who is trying to like cultivate that sense of satisfaction and gratitude in the present moment, but their circumstances maybe don't match it yet. I love this subject. <laughs> it's one of my favorites. Um, so there are so many practices and exercises that I do, and I'm going to talk about right now. But the very first thing that I want to share is so simple. And is basically just asking yourself, how do I want to feel? that goal that I want to achieve, how it's gonna make me feel, why do I want to achieve it? Because at the end of the day, we are not doing it for the goal itself. We are doing it 
for what like how it's gonna make us feel so what is the emotion that i want to create is it joy is it satisfaction is it gratitude and start to prioritize those emotions in your day-to-day life asking yourself what can i do today that is gonna make me feel joyful that is gonna make me feel grateful that is gonna make me feel excited or connected or satisfied you know satisfied of what is the, the word I'm, I'm missing a word that is <laughs> right satisfaction satisfied you know of myself or my word of what i'm doing really simple things baby steps that we were saying before mm-hmm. one thing that you can do today that can make you feel that emotion today as simple as it is and then there are other practices that we can do to feel more of these emotions for more time in the day and to create those emotions in our day-to-day life some practices that i do are some visualizations that i do Mm -hmm. some subconscious reprogramming that we can do Uh, even just talking to yourself in front of the mirror affirming the life that you want to create in present tense like you're already living it like you're entering that future right now and how makes it does make you feel you know in this way you teach to your subconscious how you want to feel and that is actually safe to feel that way and that is actually good to feel that way that you want to create more because when you do this then now your subconscious is gonna look for more ways to feel that way during your day you know and it's gonna be easier for you to find ways in your day to feel that gratitude to feel that connection working with your body again somatic practices are big to teach your body how you want to feel there are so many yes i love that do you do a lot of somatic work with your clients i do i do a lot of somatic work yes somatic and embodiment work yes so important i i've been in the personal development world like since i was 25 and in therapy since around the same time and the biggest um, huge shifts that I have actually had came 10 years later when I was realizing that I had to get into my body and I had to heal it at that level because you can only get so far and mindset work is important. I'm not discounting it. It's super important, but like you can only get so far with just your mind. hundred percent. And I, I couldn't agree more with this. And mindset work is important. It's like fundamental. Yeah. But if your body doesn't feel safe in receiving whatever it is that you want to receive, you're not going to receive it. And even if you will achieve what you want, you will find ways to repel it or to push it away or to sabotage yourself. You know, so it's so worth it to invest time in connecting to your body and opening also because makes you feel more of the emotions that you want to feel if you're disconnected from your body you're not able to feel 100 percent grateful for the things that you have while when you are connected to your body whenever you receive something your senses are like ah, wow this is amazing you know but at the same time on the other part of the medal there is the, the fact that whatever emotions we 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 experience in our life whatever traumas as well where for traumas we mean everything that had the big emotional impact on us is stored in our body 
And if we don't allow ourselves to process those emotions and to let them go and to let the energy flow outside our body, we are gonna feel those emotions in our day-to-day life and we are gonna act upon our past rather than respond in our present. So true and so beautifully said. Um, I want to talk to you a little bit. You were talking about your journey with your body and, and you wrote a post about like looking down and seeing your stretch marks. And then you were talking about how you just learned to accept yourself and embrace your imperfections and the journeys that our bodies go through. Could you share more about your shift from self-criticism to self-love? Yeah, hundred percent. So this relationship with my body started since since always, like since I was a kid, because when I was a kid, something I didn't say, I was a model. So I grew up in the modeling industry and growing up, I started to play water polo. So my body changed. And where I was like the beautiful kid, perfect, you know, for modeling, I now my body wasn't right for it anymore. And can be easy. It can be like, okay, your body's changing. But for me, it was like, oh, that means that you're not enough anymore. That means that you're not beautiful anymore. And there was so like a lot of criticism in my family as well, not about me, but about bodies in general and about their own insecurities, but for sure that they reflected on me. So then when I went to the, into the acting world, there was another world where I was like, my face, my body, the way I talk, everything is judged it's not my work it's me to be judged so this increased my you know never feeling good within my own skin never feeling safe and always feeling like you're not enough you have to change this you have to change this and this created this dysfunctional behavior with food where at the end of a journey where at the beginning i was telling you how I arrived to like suffer of anxiety before I actually left for Australia. In that period of time, I was also like suffering of binge eating Mm -hmm. and nobody knew about that. It was like my own journey. Mm -hmm. And when I went into the personal development journey that I went in, everything started to change apart from the fact that I couldn't stop reaching for food whenever I was feeling stressed. And feeling imperfect and not feeling beautiful and the shift happened for two main reasons like when I started to work on two main reasons the very first was a conscious decision that I wanted to change this relationship within myself and that I wanted to start to love myself for how I was like deciding that my worth and my beauty was not connected to the way my body was looking because I was innately worth it and I my beauty was innate and and I had to work a lot with my coach on a mindset level to really make this shift and at the beginning was like truly just deciding to say nice things to myself in the mirror and to shift that inner voice whenever I would look at myself in the mirror and I would you know, look for imperfections and be like, okay, wait, but I love yourself as you are and you're okay and you're beautiful like you are, you know? And at the beginning, you feel uncomfortable. At the beginning, you don't believe it. But the more you do it, the more you start to believe it and the more you, your body starts to feel it, 
And, and I remember there was a moment, like the pivotal moment for me with this was, I was probably with my coach talking in a session and I was telling him all the, the reasons why like I wasn't enough and I wasn't feeling beautiful and, and because like I couldn't do like a yoga class or whatever. And he told me after all the sessions where we worked through like limiting beliefs and understanding how our subconscious work and the fact that we choose what we believe. And he told me, if you could just see what I, like, what I see in you. And that lit up something inside my, my head because I realized, wow, I'm choosing to not see what he's saying because I'm too focused criticizing myself. And I'm too focusing looking for things that are not good within myself. Yeah. What if I change this? What if I start to look for things that are actually beautiful in myself and for things that are worth it and for things that I can appreciate? Mm -hmm. So at the very beginning, on a very superficial level, this was a big shift for me, deciding to change the dialogue and deciding to change the way that I wanted to see me. On the other side, there was the emotional part mm -hmm. where for me, something that helped me was understanding the difference between masculine and feminine energy and allowing myself to connect to my emotions and to drop into my feminine because I've been always operating for all my life in a masculine energy way because of course I was the person that had to provide for myself and I had to get things done and I didn't have to need anyone so I was always in the doing 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 and even when I didn't have anything to do I was looking for things to do and or I would feel guilty for not doing, you know, I couldn't feel safe in resting. I was like, okay, understanding this and actually dropping into my feminine energy, also meaning allowing myself to feel my emotions and to process those emotions and to be in the uncomfortable moments allowed me to not looking for that food anymore to make myself feel better, but because I could feel tired and I could feel pain and I could feel sad and still love myself and hold myself through it and feel that I was safe rather than, oh my God, I'm feeling something. Let me get, go get some food, you know? And when I learned to do this, of course, the relationship with food changed and the relationship with my body changed at the same time. And, and now is is beautiful because I can see my body changing in different seasons. And something that happened to me last year is that without even realizing I was, I was doing it, I started to have the body that I always dreamt about, but it didn't change anything. I didn't change my diet. I didn't change the way I was working out. My body just changed because I started to truly love myself for I was and to show up for myself and to make decisions and choices in my day-to-day -day life that would support my energy and my self-love mm -hmm. and of course your body learn from your mind and adapt oh my gosh that's so beautiful <laughs> I relate so much to your journey I definitely struggled with um food for a long time for me I was more like avoiding food completely or as much as possible but it is so beautiful, the healing that comes from, like you said, like realizing that you've been in masculine energy your whole life and your feminine side, your feminine energy has been completely neglected. And it's a huge source of our power, the feminine, like it's a huge source of 
what we came here to embody in this lifetime, I feel. So it's like this reclamation and I love that. And I feel like my journey with food is similar to yours in that, like, I didn't heal it through therapy. I healed it through like mindset and connecting to, to the feminine, just like you said, it's, and it's beautiful. And I think that so many women can relate to having these thoughts of like, not feeling good enough or being afraid of being too beautiful. We're so conditioned, um, by society and it's not, it doesn't even really matter what you look like. Like you're a gorgeous woman. You're a model and like you struggle, you know, we all, everyone, every woman, I don't know anyone who hasn't struggled at some point or another. So I think this work is so important. And is this something that you help your clients with? Yeah, hundred percent. Self-love is at the base of all my work, you know, like the, everything you achieve in your life is always a reflection of the relationship that you have within yourself. So whether someone comes to me because they want to heal their past or because they want to achieve some goals or because they want to grow their business, we always start from self-love and make sure that that is okay, you know? And when it's okay, then we can grow. Because everything is really just a mirror of that, right? Like everything is really a mirror of our relationship that we have with ourselves. 100%. There is a quote that I love that I don't know who said that, but I keep repeating it like since I started my own journey is the way you love yourself is the way you teach others to love you. Ah, And and that changed everything. And it's not just about loving relationship or romantic relationships or friendships. It's also the way you love yourself will teach people that work with you to treat you in a certain way. Mm-hmm. or to hold you in a certain way or to see you in a certain way so be very careful when some of your relationships are not going the way that you want them to go look within learn within yourself you're not treating yourself well you're not respecting yourself it's so true and then it brings all the power back to us kind of like how we were talking about earlier of not um buying into victimhood it's like when you realize that it's just something that you get to heal within yourself and then it gets reflected back to you and it's so empowering because it's not about other people at all <laughs> at all it's always about us yeah and, and of course there will be then at a point some people that are not a match for our energy are not a match for us and it's okay the problem is if you don't do this work you keep these people into your life even when they're not a match because you don't feel enough and you feel that you're wrong and there's something wrong with you when it's just like, it's not a match and that's okay. I'm so confident within myself. I love myself so much that this is not my standard and I can let you go with grace and with love, you know? Something that I think about magnetism is that like the, a magnet repels also. Like it, if the other side of the magnet, so like you want to magnetize what's right for you, but you also want to repel what's not. And if you're fully in your truth, you will. There will be people who don't like you versus when you're in like people pleasing and you're not really magnetic to anyone, but everybody likes you. It's just like this totally neutral place where you don't really get anything you want. Exactly. Because at the end of the day, the wrong people will be attracted from a part of you, but then they will come close and will realize that you don't know what they thought and they won't be attracted. And on the other side, the right people cannot find you because you're not showing up for who you really are. So what I always say is when you become authentic and you become yourself, you are using a filter 
for your life. You know, you want people to love you, be yourself and you'll find people that are right for you. Yes, yes. <laughs> I love it so much. Um, you had this post about redefining success from like achievement and external validation to just living a deeply satisfying life. Um, how has this changed things for you? Change things for me, like, you know, the way it's possible, meaning that if at the beginning of my journey, I thought that success would mean achieving a certain career, achieving certain money goals, or like having a house, like buying a house within a certain age or whatever, I had to realize, hey, why this is success to me? You know, like, do I want this? at the expenses of losing myself on the way? No. <laughs> what do I really want? I want to be happy. And I want real connections. And I want to feel good about life. Mm -hmm. And I want to grow. And, and whatever I was feeling, you know, okay, this is the success that I want. Like, I can say that I am successful when I have all these things. And I will strive. And I will strive to achieve those things, you know? And then the money is a consequence. And of course I can have a house and of course I can have a car and of course I can travel the world. But these things don't change who I am and don't make, don't make my happiness. I can have all these things and feel miserable inside. And I had achieved goals in my life and felt that nothing changed and I was still not enough. What I'm now prioritizing feeling enough and feeling loved and feeling happy and feeling gratitude and having an impact and then all the other things are a plus and I can play with them and I can have them but if I feel empty within me nothing else matters nothing else has the meaning anymore you know yeah absolutely I love that so much yeah the things that come in are the byproduct but not the end. That's not the, those aren't the goal. It's a huge shift. And, but, and I feel like it's so easy to say that, but it's like in our culture, there are certain things that like you're technically supposed to do by a certain time. There's like timelines and, you know, degrees and certifications and uh, buying a house, having it, 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 we do have to, we are going against the grain a little bit when we really just do choose our pleasure and our satisfaction above all else. But like you said, those other things just come. Yeah. And it's also, you know, when you feel that you're going against the grain, ask yourself, I, let's say I want a house within a certain age. Why do I want that? Like, if you're honest within yourself, ask yourself, why do you want that? And then you will realize that it's because of an emotion that you think that having that house within a certain age will give you. But what if you can have that emotion today? What yep. if you can have that emotion today? Yeah. What is going to change? You need the house or you want the house and that's okay, but you don't need it anymore. Yeah, I love that so much. Oh, this has been such an amazing conversation and so much wisdom. Um, I'd love for you to tell us, like, how can we find you and plug into your work? Yeah, sure. So you can find me on Instagram at, at Manuel Albiani. Uh, the most of my posts right now in there are in Italian, but I also have 
a beautiful community of English speaking people uh, that is called the Feminine Way and you can find it on um, Facebook. I can send you the link if you want. Uh, so right now you can find me like this. I also have a meetup group uh, where I organize webinars or events or personal development or feminine energy or whatever I feel inspired to share. So cool. And you can read your posts if you just push see translation or whatever it just perfectly yeah. translates them there definitely go check her out check her out you guys she's awesome oh thank you <laughs> I, watched, I watched so much of your content when i was preparing for this interview and i was like oh my god she's amazing this is oh, gonna thank be great you. <laughs> thank it. you so much for this i i really appreciate you um your generosity and you coming on and sharing with us it's been wonderful oh thank you so much Thank you for your time. Thank you for this space. And thank you everybody who's listening. Have a great rest of your night. Oh, you too. Have a great rest of your day. <laughs> I will. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Bye.